Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 23, Alternative Control, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom. Microsoft Connect to my Connect 4. How's it going? Very good. I like what you did with the alternative control file. Well, you know, that's... We've, uh, we're going to be having a look at... It, it's how we do things. And Tom, I've had a thought. Normally we go on this real long diatribe about what we're going to tell people's coming up on the show. Let's break it down. They want to stick around because coming up in the news, we've got some Resident Evil uh, yeah. content for them. Mm-hmm. Coming up in the feature, we're going to talk about the history of alternative controllers. Yes. Motion control and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to bounce into listener Stingray. And obviously everyone wants to stick around for that to listen to the listeners' pickups this week. Yep. And then we crawl like wounded animals into the section that is Stingray himself, drives up the drive tells everyone about the new releases coming out this week then we end the show the way we open the show where you ask me and i ask you what you're hoping to play and Mm -hmm. the start of the show starts with me saying to you what have you been playing i've been playing more astral chain uh i feel like i'm getting quite close to the end of that now i'm on 25 hours in uh i heard it's about 20 so i must have done a fair few big for a game boy color game game boy color Listen to him. I can see one over there, funnily enough. That's He's a switch. A... Ah. Looks like the Game Boy Color. <sighs> so you've been playing this Astral Chain. Let's find out about the LA Noir Simulator, as you described it last week, much to many listeners' uh, raised eyebrows and split and sides. your anger. My furious anger. Uh, <clears throat> is that part of the game elaborated anymore? or yeah, what? Tell me... Yeah, so um, one of the legions, one of the... like. The creatures that you can please control. for this section let's refer to them as pokemon no they're called <laughs> legion <laughs> he mocks listeners but he wish he has this game no he's told me off air oh that's there's a substantiation <laughs> of truth tom said it so it must be true cut to the chase all right let's i don't make promises this. i can't keep well, you're well you fam- ask Daddy Zilla. You're famous for that. Break it down. You've told them that you're playing Astral Chain. Yeah. Tell me the high points and also tell me some of the low points. Um, high points, it's got a very epic feel, but the reversal of that is playing it on the small screen doesn't, doesn't make it... It doesn't transition well to the small screen, I don't think. Like, unlike a lot of Switch games, you fire emblem, like a sort of tactical RPG that you can... It's sort of like a, a top-down view of uh, looking at the like the, the map and such. And it, it, This is a big epic action game, and I think it plays a lot better on the big screen. Um, I'd be curious to see... I know some of the hardcore fans have picked it up, so I'd be curious to see if you're playing it in handheld or on the TV, or both. Um Really enjoying it. It is in the top 10 Switch games you can get, in my opinion. Um, Anything else that you've uh, took a liking to? Uh, by the way, just rewind. Fire Emblem it... Three Houses, that's just lobbed in the lair pit. Now, is it? <laughs> no, I will get back to that. Um, I'm on holiday next week, so I'll spend some time playing that, uh, If I, especially if I finish Astral Chain. Um, and I need to make room for Link's Awakening, the remake. The only man on the podcast podcast that gets paid... The only man that gets more time off than Andy McNabb's safety catch. That's how the A-list is rolled. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. That's how we roll. Plenty of holiday time. Look at Chris Evans. He was always off on radio too. Mm. Yeah. No one ever remembers the Commanded person. Commanded a massive fee as well. No one ever remembers the person that filled in for him. No, they don't. No. Yeah. Silent hero, mate. What else have you been playing? Um, 
nothing else. I've I've banned uh, Overwatch on the PS4 because of some news which we'll get to. Um, just going back to Astral Chain, I just want to quickly talk about the different legions on there. So you've got the Sword Legion, Arm Legion, um, like a Gun Legion, a Beast, which is cool because he can help with the investigating. Investigating. There's something stuck in my throat. What? Like I'm enjoying the Astral Chain conversation that we're having. But yeah. before we went into the Astral Chain conversation, you mentioned banning Overwatch on the PS4. and He's still reeling in shock from that. We'll get to that, don't worry. It's going to be covered in the news. Yeah? Yeah, it's in the news. Don't you worry. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> it's in there, as is your uh, fireworks and confetti. <laughs> Pyros, I hope. We couldn't afford those. Okay. Yeah, so we just bought wow. some Roman candles. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so the Beast Legion, he can help uh, track scents and uh, dig up evidence if you need to. Um, I, I do like the idea of these um, creatures that can help you out, and it's not Pokemon. I know it's not. It's so I different. just have visions of this concrete utopia or this concrete Blade Runner world you've described to me, and yeah. these things digging up evidence. Well, What's it buried in? The ground. The concrete. Yeah, but it's like, it's like got digger hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about this game, so I just get these snapshots from you and I just see this craziness. Like a great big Cat 360 just digging in. No problem. So its hands are bulldozers or like digger, <laughs> digger scoops. Or he's <sighs> just got big... How you just got it? big paws. It's got big paws. Oh, the way It's not just... like a living... They're really weird. Like they're not, I th- they're not creatures and they're not robots. Ah, so well, there's... when you first described it like that, I thought you were telling me it was some sort of robot that had like digger arms. But obviously that's not the case. Uh, you know, that sounded quite cool. Mm. The reality is it's a large bear. No, definitely a cat. It's got a tail. That can dig through concrete. Yes. Okay. I don't know why I thought that what I was saying was ridiculous. And I've just picked, I've just got the last uh, legion, which is the axe legion. Um, he kind of floats off the ground. He has a shield and like an axe and a bit more of a melee. Thank goodness he enemy. said axe because when you said he flew off the ground, I was like, no axe. What? What does this mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, just buy it. It's good if you have got a switch. Definitely. You've had a good rumble on it now. Mm. You weren't too keen on slapping a, a score on this bad boy. You willing to jump off the fence and get some splinters in that backside of yours? Eight point nine out of ten. <laughs> so it's better than Days Gone, is it? Yeah. Okay, that's that is the side missions on Days Gone. I'm sorry, are not its greatest strength, but the actual main game is very good. Okay. Today's not a Days Gone There'll story. be listeners going back to the Days Gone podcast going, wow, well, actually, on that episode... Actually, you Tom talks a lot of twaddle. <laughs> um, he certainly does. Is that everything you've played? Yeah, just Astral Chain this week. Okay. Keeping it simple. Um, what have you been playing? Got there in the end. Always a bit nervous that you're going to just dive deep into the news. What yeah. have I been playing? Well, I'm going to surprise you. Uh, I had a week away... I had a weekend away. Yes. Uh, in a nice little place that we go to, a retreat, mm-hmm. uh, like a cabin in the woods. And we took the PS2 because ah. we like that. And I've not played oh, yes. Operation Jurassic Park, Operation Genesis on anything other than the original Xbox. And I've got it on the PS2. And I thought, yeah. I'll take that. And I took Resi 4. Um, 
And I know I've played Resi 4 before, not through to completion, but like when it was newish. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it looks like quite an old game, especially on PS2, which out of the three of its generation, it Is was it the a park weaker. simulator again? Jurassic so, Park Operation Genesis, yes. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 is like an over-the-shoulder camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Operation Genesis actually probably got the more play. Um, Five-star to park. I got all the bits that you can unlock and yeah. poured more time into it than I should have done. Do you know what? Still enjoyable game. And from what I can work out, it's probably the equal as far as depth is concerned as the new one that came out on PS4. Because... When I'd like had a good go on it, I thought, oh, I wonder what this is like on the bigger boy consoles. Yeah, and I did a little bit of research, and the general consensus was it's okay, but it's not amazing. Yeah, and in my opinion, Jurassic Park Operation Genesis on the PS2 is okay, but it's not amazing. Uh, so, are you, I think I remember, is there a Spinosaurus on the front of the box? Yeah, I think there is actually. Trust yeah, you so it would have that. it would have come out at the similar time to the number three then, the film. I don't know when it came out. It came out, actually. It must have come out in 2003 or four. Yeah, or I'm trying to think th- when the third one came out. It just reminded, it made me think, because they put the Spinosaurus on the front of the box, and yeah. they were trying to tie in. Uh, and the, the other, there's, there's some other games I've been playing. Uh, I've been, like I said, Resident Evil 4. Got Let's to the... talk about that for one moment. Okay. Because we, uh, I spoke to you about it on the phone this week, didn't I? And yeah. We are talking about... When it originally came out, how amazing the graphics well, were. Well, you tried and the to tell me that, yeah. And you sort of didn't have that impression of it. Obviously, no, I think, now you're seeing it later on. I think that, obviously, uh, like I said, I've played it before, but definitely not a launch. I don't know what machine it was that I played it on. Maybe Cube. Yeah, so it was on Cube PS. It's had so many re-releases. It was on Cube well. first, and yeah. I personally feel at the time I did have a Cube kicking around. I think I probably picked it up, yeah. but never really... That much I remember you saying you were when I got it originally. You were like, I don't like the way they've gone from the fixed camera because um, it takes away some of the s- suspense because you can see them coming the, at you a lot easier on Resident Evil Four. But to me, it was more action oriented. The first Resident Evil I've played, um, I got it on Cube, and it is you it see, is my favourite game on Cube mm, by quite a long way. Yeah. Okay. Well, now all the magic has disappeared, and it's yeah. a game to be. To be criticised, like other games, it feels like a broken light gun game. You get get all the different villagers queuing up to slash at you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, level one, they just all stand in a line and you go bam, 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 you you work through them. Then they get a little bit more advanced, so they put baddies through to you that are more bullet sponges and they soak up bullets, but they literally just queue up for you to shoot them. And then... A little bit later on in the game, they get given a little bit more AI and they start sort of weaving in a strange yeah. dance mode as you're about to shoot them. And as I said to you on the phone, when the first, when someone <laughs> does that the first time, that's like, oh, that's quite clever. When two baddies approach you at the same time and do it like a dance, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Well, I think they were probably aiming for like a resource management style of like, make sure you've got enough ammo to fend off these enemies. Cause I remember there's a mission set in a farmhouse where you're holding off, um, you and another character yeah. holding off waves of enemies. And mm-hmm. I did find that really good. It felt like, um, I don't know, assault on precinct 13 style or, um, sort of what's the day of the dead and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so Rightfully so, it's probably not aged quite as well. And your light gun reference there is quite um, 
interesting because I re-bought it on the Wii, um, Resident Evil 4, mm -hmm. and it had like the motion control aim if you wanted to, and it, it does lend itself to that a little bit, but I know what you mean. It's I a bit, just, like, it's a bit like shooting ducks in a barrel, isn't it? Yeah, when I played it with the controller, the only thing that added a level of difficulty to the game, as far as I was concerned, was the just the lack of sensitivity of the yeah. controls. It was messy. You would swing all the way past the character you want to aim at, then mm. you've got to drag the cursor all the way back round. That red laser dot, yeah. it, you can't sometimes see it. Sometimes it's painted on someone if they're at a distance, but you can't tell. And again, I'm nitpicking. This game's, what, 15 years old? Yeah. So, you know, fair play to it. It does still look pretty good in places. Um, and at the time, it would have looked incredible. Well, it's it's certainly um, set the standard for a lot of over-the-shoulder games, hasn't it? Action games, Gears of War yeah. being one of them. Well, the other uh, game... Future Resident Evils. The other game I played, yeah, which I've poured some time into mm -hmm. on another machine, this time I decided I was going to download the PSP version of Warriors from the Sony The market. Rockstar one, or the one I was telling you about. That one you were telling me about doesn't exist. It so does, I downloaded the Rockstar port... For calm down, dear. <laughs> I downloaded. <laughs> Why did I do that to myself? I, I sorry. What you just made me laugh? Then I remember um, my mum telling my brother something once, and he just turned around like that, like you, you certain in your head. You know, he's like, I know my own life. I know my I own life. Yeah, that's going to be the answer. Well, from now off. I know my own PlayStation Vita, and I took the time to download. Uh, the PSP port, uh, which you can download a lot of PSP games on the Vita Marketplace. And I downloaded oh, Warriors uh, yeah. to play. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It runs so well on the PSP. You can suspend it any time as well on the PSP, which you couldn't do nice. on the other one. You, yeah. and, and the game does have... The game has been changed to work on a portable console because every time it goes into a loading screen, it goes into an autosave. When right. I played it on PS2, I remember there being an awful long amount of playtime before you could save. That's the killer of yes. a portable game because if you get on the bus and you're trying to get off and it's like, yeah. don't, no, don't turn me off because I haven't saved. <sighs> so, so like the Switch, there is a, like, there's a suspend mode where... On the Vita, yeah. Yeah, you can just... Yeah, and you could on the PSP, but it wasn't as... Um, There's no way you can, like, turn it back on easily and it start... You, I don't know, it's in your pocket and you catch uh, it. The PSP the maybe, but the Vita's yeah. like, no. It's yeah. when you can when you lock when you lock it down like that, yeah. it's just in chill mode. And cool. you need to swipe the screen to open it back up again. Mm -hmm. First of all, you need to press the PlayStation button like you would on the controller. Yeah. Then it kind of comes into life a little bit more and it displays the screen and then you've got to swipe the screen down to get back into the, into the Vita. So, um, how do you feel... Warriors holds up now. It wasn't that long ago I was playing it on PS2 and having yeah. a thoroughly awesome time. Were you playing co-op or... No, 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 just on my own. And the... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then the PSP or Vita version that I've played, yep. I actually think is a finer work of art. I think it actually plays better on there. Yeah? It's... You know when you steal the radios and you wind in the controls round, it feels very Liberty City. No, what was it's it? It's a long time since I played GTA it. Chinatown. It feels very like that. Oh, you know, right, when you're okay. smashing the glass yeah, and yeah. you're getting the thing out. And again, it's all sort of using the controls, but it did feel it did feel it looked good on there as well. You know that opening menu of the Warriors where it's the neon uh, uh, Wonder Wheel, big wheel, yeah, and you can see it in the wind. 
and then it sort of rolled through the video, which I think is like using PS2 assets and they're using mm-hmm. it as a cutscene in the game. But it all just looked great. And the Vita screen made it absolutely pop. Yeah. So I'll put some more time into that. Yakuza, before you ask, I've not played it. I don't even no. know what it is. <laughs> We're good this week, aren't we, good boys? No Yakuza, no Overwatch. We managed to fit them in anyway. So in a way, we say we're not going to mention them and at the same but time, by doing so, we do. Anyway, that's got to be the longest what we've been playing for a while. 25 minutes. I'm joking. Don't <laughs> panic. Um, Tom, it's time for the news. One of the reasons why people turned up, we gave them a little preamble. We said there's going to be some Resident Evil news and they've all hung on to this point. We've scoured the very darkest region of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, I'll take this. Go for it. All right. Well, seeing as I have to give you like a, a king's speech at the end, uh, <laughs> if I don't take this first one, you're going to read all of the news apart from the bit, the fluff piece. So, Evil Rises, Project Resistance is the new title from Capcom set in the Resident Evil universe. The game is set to be team-based survival experience with co-op gameplay for you and three others. Interestingly, the zombies and other enemies appear to be controlled by another character in a room, pushing buttons, levers, and at one point puts on some electronic gloves that appear to control a dreaded robotic version of the Tyrant. Could this other character be a playable one? With you trying to take out four of your friends, will we get to find out next week, Tokyo Game Show, where a gameplay demo will be shown? Tom? That, that was expertly written and expertly read, I must say. Okay, well, the backslapping probably safe for off air, but thank you, I'll take that. <laughs> um, What's your thoughts on that? Because what we do yeah. here is we read out a news section and we think about how that's going to be important to the listeners and yeah. we try and break out the bits for them to worry about. So I watched the trailer for this. Um, Not seen it yet. No, it looked quite good. Uh, I think when people heard there was like a Resident Evil trailer or news coming, we're all hoping for like the next century and the the main franchise. But this looks to be. A, Do you think an this left them feeling a little burnt out? Like, oh, is that it? No, because it. What's the consensus down on there amongst the geeks? I guess um, it'd be nice to have a, a co-op sort of tile. Mm-hmm. And the idea of maybe it's going to be a bit like that Predator game they showed. Um, You've never played Resident Evil 6? I played 4, 5 and 6. Those two, 5 and 6, were co-op? Oh, of course they were. Again, I No, just, wait, sorry, I meant like four-player, very... I just lob it out there. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's you mul- think, is this there... Based. So we can break this down to the listeners, maybe the PC listeners in their thousands. Yeah. <laughs> is this more a Left for Dead style game? It did have that impression in the trailer, doesn't it? Um, I haven't, again, I haven't seen it and I, I know I'm naughty, but I've been away. Left 4 Dead was great. One and two, yeah, it was a really good game. Good. Um, yeah. So hopefully it takes a few uh, notes out there. Interesting, the idea that it's going to be a bit cabin in the woods, um, possibly, with like a an overseer controlling all of these um, enemies. Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah. If that was that's a control- nice way to take it, like just do something different. Um, well, as I'll always say, playing devil's advocate, yeah. Capcom could have done something different. Did it need the Resident Evil name? That's a good point. I, th- I suppose, it, obviously, in the trailer, we see the enemies and we're like, oh, that's a so and so, that's a so and so. We, we know. It's, yeah, but it didn't have it's to be, safe. did it? It is safe. And I like the idea. 
I just wonder if, you know, branch... Because we've had games like this before that never succeeded well because they were branded as, like, not very good... Res- Do you remember Outbreak and Survivor? Yes, yeah. They were okay games, mm. but they never really got the sort of fly they needed because they were always viewed through the lens of, is this a good Resident Evil yeah. game, yes or no? Well, no, it's not. That's a good point. Like, it would take some of the pressure off, wouldn't it? Mm. I think people tend to back new IPs a lot because... Going quickly back to Astral Chain, people are waiting for Bayonetta 3, and they're like, listen, Bayonetta 3, oh, no, let's give it a chance. It's a new IP. It's done really well. Um, I think it's probably a topic for a feature one day, but, like, having... Taking those big risks is 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 a big chance on a even a large company like Capcom. Um, so... There's a lot of money to lose nowadays, and I think that worries people about putting out new ideas. Okay. Well, before everyone at Capcom goes out and <laughs> commits Harry Carry, which is the correct yeah. term, on their sacrificial swords, uh, you got any other news? You got some news yourself? I have, yeah. What um, you got? So, with the recent Nintendo Direct, uh, SNES games are now available for the Switch, but only to those of you who have a Switch Online subscription. The James worked really hard on the headline. Don't think you can go in and out without reading it out. SNES on the go-go. I like that. Do you like that? I do. I was trying to think of when I wrote that, what what it meant, but... I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter, does it? No, just give James his, give his give him his piece. I will. Um, like the NES games before, uh, Nintendo have decided to share 20 classic titles for us to enjoy. Uh, this includes Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, and uh, a few more obscure titles, such as Stunt Race FX. Did you ever play that back in the day? Of course I did. I think yeah. I've bored you to death about how my friend got it and had to get a... He got an import. Oh, yes. And no, he got an adapter and you had to clag another game in the back <laughs> and clag this thing on top. Yeah. Uh, and I think he'd spent quite a lot of money to try to convince me and everybody else that it was okay. Mm. Only okay. Yeah. Uh, and the game was average at best. But uh, with this news, sadly, new SNES titles won't be released every month, but Nintendo did promise some will arrive at random points in the future. Well, that's classic Nintendo, isn't it? Uh, one step forward, two steps back. I thought they promised all these were coming out. They they went down well, and so gave been... you their word, Tom. No, I've I've been up to see old Shigzy, and he's uh, he's backtracking real fast. All right. Um, one day we'll get him on the show, won't we? Well, he's your mate, so you he get is, him on. Yeah, I will, I'll have a word. Uh, yeah. So originally. They do the NES games like they do one or two a month, I think it is. Um, I've never paid much attention to them because I didn't have a NES and I'm not overly fussed about playing a lot of them. The SNES, I've got a little bit more interest in and there's a few titles on there I want to try. Um, is it called Demon Crest or something? A, a spin-off of um, Ghouls and Ghosts? Oh, I don't know. I'm not big into that Yeah, it does so. look quite interesting. Um I'm curious to see what other titles are going to bring for the SNES, really. They seem to have covered most of the main sort of first-party stuff already. With those. Are there only 20 good first-party games for the SNES? Yes. Well, they're, they're not all first-party um, that are on there now, but I think, obviously, licensing issues are going to cause some problems with some of our favourites, yeah. Super Star Wars. Um, you might get that. It'd be good if we did. Mm. There's um, no reason for them to say no. I remember there being a really good cricket game on there as well. Um, but I doubt we'll see that. I was going to say, Tom, you know, yeah. pick They've something got, that's got got a chance. Like, yeah. I'm going to write to Nintendo and complain that we're not getting Fred <laughs> Dibner's Steam Rally on the SNES. 
Well, that's going to be a worldwide oh, hit. It would be an hour, wouldn't it? Oh, it would. Oh, God bless Fred. God bless Fred. Um, uh, is yeah. that is this the third part of the news? So I'll just go back to that. Would you play those? Let's say you had a Game Boy Color, as you call it. Would yeah. you Would you play any of those SNES games? Would, would that be enough to incentivize? That wouldn't be enough to incentivize me to buy one, and it certainly wouldn't be enough to incentivize me to buy one and double down on the Switch Online and subscription. I think that's a uh. big ask. Yeah. So it's not. I don't. Unless someone's insane, they're not going to walk along the street, look into game, and go, "Oh, great! Yeah, I'll buy that nearly three hundred pound console because I can then spend another thirty pound and get a free SNES game." Yeah, <laughs> not going to happen. If I ha- if I was if I was on the periphery of thinking about getting one, mm-hmm. which I'm not, so calm down and pour cold water on yourself, <laughs> chastise yourself with nettles. Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe one day I'll fulfil you that dream, but we're not there yet. I, if I was on the periphery, this sort of news might pull me out of the trees. But don't forget, as you like to remind everyone, I'm a hardcore Ninty fan. Don't you think I've already played and owned these games already 20 yeah. times over? Don't my, you think they weren't already bought on the Wii? Don't my, you think they were already bought on previous consoles that dared to have an online marketplace? What are they doing, Tom? Mm. And explain to me why it's taken so long to get these third-rate 16-bit games on what's hailed to be a powerful modern console. What's the hold-up here? Yeah, it's. I told you it was coming. I said they were going to do those for the... Yeah, but so's uh, Christmas. And with enough patience, it will arrive. <laughs> no, because what, try- what they're trying to do is get another load of subscribers to Switch Online because it's the year anniversary. Um, and I said that would happen. Um, but my argument is, and I know we've got a lot of retro fans on the show, why do I want to play Mario Kart and the SNES when I can play Mario Kart 8? Why do I want to play Zelda A Link to the Past? I get you, nostalgia. You did use exactly retro. the opposite side of this argument to count with something that you said last week. What's that? What side of the fence he's sitting on? Do you like new games or not? I love new games. What do you think about old games? They're all right. Mm, but you're not going to go and play them, are you? Not really, no. See, to me, that's like... You, you've had a go on most of these games. That's what I mean. Like I, t- I put it on, and I'll like, explain why I've got Switch Online in a moment. But Oh, really? With the next bit of news. But, oh, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> The excitement. I can't wait. Um, More Switch. Yeah, then. I just think... All right. I put it on, yeah, great, nostalgia for 10 minutes, and then I'm like, oh, I might as well go back to my like brand new shiny game. Okay, I'm fickle like that, very fickle. You are. New and shiny. I tried to pin you down on this last week, and you started shooting around like a greased I'm diesel. A, I'm a new Land Rover Defender guy, not an old one. What do you think to that? Mm. Have you seen it? Well, I'm glad that you've settled down with a wife already, because otherwise we'd have doubts. <laughs> and on that on that subject don't look like a kipper uh, on that subject um, breaking the fourth wall <clears throat> so I'll come out of character and assume my proper uh, grown up um, broadcasting voice I've been sent by Tom's agent uh, a little statement to read out on his behalf um, so I'll you know here it is the man in the know was right again you forgot the headline same as me Okay. Apologies to Tom's agent. Uh, And now his watch begins. The man in the know was right again. 
Last week, he promised Overwatch was coming to the Switch and the Nintendo Direct delivered the news Tom had been dreaming of. Game of the Year 2016 Overwatch arrives on Nintendo Switch on the 15th of October with motion controls, an added extra for the Joy-Cons and running at 30 frames per second. This is one to keep an eye out for next month when it mounts your Switch. Tom, <laughs> uh, I've gone out there. You're wasted here. You should be a I professional am, reader. I'm wasted. Audiobooks. Do you notice when I put on the actual proper broadcast voice? We actually sound like a, a very good podcast. I nailed it. When I'm doing the, the <laughs> when I assume the character of George, I'm all <laughs> over the place. Um, you say you're a method actor? I really am. What do you make of that? Like, well done, by the way, and thanks for Tom's agent for sending in that very scripted statement that legally I wasn't allowed to deviate from, though I did add about the switch melting because I couldn't help myself at the end. No, it's certainly going to push it to its limits. You were right again. Um, But is the switch going to be able to run... Now, I know you're going to get up and draw your Hyrulean sword and threaten (laughs) me to a duel outside. I'm not daring for a moment to imagine that I'm mocking the switch in any way but are we to assume that overwatch on the switch is going to support cross-platform play no it's not going to they've come out and said it won't support cross-platform play um at the moment maybe something they'll do in the future but as far as they're aware blizzard have, have said no it's not uh which is probably a good thing because if you think the game's been out since 2016 on pc playstation 4 and xbox if you go up against someone with a mouse and keyboard, you're in for a world of hurt, and you're there with your Joy-Cons trying to do... Well, PS4 players and Xbox players play Switch players, uh, PC players? Um, I don't know where they can. You'd the imagine moment. Xbox definitely could. Yeah. I haven't researched anything about the game because I have no feelings for it one way or the other. I believe some people uh, obviously play it on PS4 as well. Um, some people play with mouse and keyboard on PS4. Let's support I've, it. Yeah, yeah. I've never really seen the, the point, but that's um, up to the individual. Yeah, so I have downloaded this, like pre-downloaded it, and uh, the reason I got the SNES games is because with the with Overwatch... It's not it, out till the 15th of October, mate. The hype was real. <laughs> I'm sure it was. No, it has gone... I think it's gone up in price, though, now, because they were do, offering a deal with uh, three-month online subscription again overwatch coming out trying to incentivize people mm. to to get the online but i thought that's a, it was a good deal um i think 35.99 uh with three months switch online it just feel like a frightfully good deal for the amount of hours i'll put into that i know that's worth it um very curious to see how it's going to run so obviously the ps4 version still in the background Delete. in case everything goes uh grow a set of man grapes and delete it the PS4 one? Yeah. I, I need to. I was trying to download Arkham Knight the other day for the free game of the month. I think we should then. send Reverend, I don't know. Lovejoy around. Lovejoy around to... Oh, my goodness gracious me. What an interesting... Oh, God, that Simpsons character. We can't have that. You know, we got legal. Legal. Not not legal on the phone again. Yeah. Um, yeah, Reverend, whatever his last name is, right, he needs to come around and exercise the Overwatch Reverend demons. Potts. All right. Well, that's, I didn't know that was his name. I just call him Reverend or Padre. Padre. Yeah. Okay. So we've got that out of the way. Statement's been read. I can go back into my normal voice. Uh, the legal part of that bit that we agreed with your uh, agent is complete. Are you happy? Yeah. Is that read through? Uh, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. Um, we, we haven't 
said much more about the Nintendo Direct because it is almost old news now. Um, we thought those were a couple of highlights. Um, let us know if we've missed anything. Well, to that end, Tom, did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? So how, Tom, if we have missed an opinion or a take on the news, that's 100% correct. How would the collective masses interact with us and say, you're a flaming plonker, mate? <laughs> How would they let us know that we weren't very good at it? I'm waiting for that. We haven't had anyone pan us yet, have we? I, I'm really hoping for like someone to well, give us the both there's, barrels. There's nothing here but love. There is. Yeah, we're very lucky. Uh, so you can reach us uh, at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com mm-hmm. and you can direct messages on Twitter or Instagram and also check out the YouTube page. Uh, while we're on the subject... Oh, hang on a minute. No, Tom. we're not doing YouTube. The hang show on. started... Lord Ponsalbroy is in the high chair. I was just about to get to that. I was just about to get to that. Oh, well, Don't tell me. Worry. Tell me. Well, the, the hardcore have been at it again, really promoting the show. Well, Tom. Massive thank you. Please refer to their elite commando raiding unit by its official name. It's the Inglorious Bastards. Unglorious Bastards. I was thinking, we've. Like, Lord Ponsalbroy's up there. He's like the show's living or dying. We have to keep him happy on a minute-by-minute minute basis at the moment. We've got yeah. one more week of this to run. We've assembled now the crack commando unit. Soldiers of Fortune. The Soldiers of Fortune. Now, one must wonder, like at the moment, they've been individually doing some good stuff. They've been sharing posts. Let's, let's step our game up. The unofficial controller commando unit. Get ready, boys. It's time for your first raid. Our victim. Let's pick a celebrity. Ross Kemp. <laughs> or, A, another one. Let's think of a gaming celebrity that we can hound. The unofficial controller squad unit can go, DMs, retweets, absolutely abuse them with unofficial controller tat to the point where they get furious. Jeff Keighley. Who's that? The host of Gamescom, and he does a lot of like big shows as a game award. So okay, he, he would be a good. So what target. we're saying, so we're he not is gonna, your target. We're not picking a third-rate British celebrity who used to be in EastEnders or Emmerdale or any of that. We're going straight to Jeff Keighley. If you, anyone, you ask for a game, and we okay. could go Cliffy B or I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Is Jeff Keighley's what came out of your mouth? I feel proud enough and respectful enough of the crack unit that we've developed that they can take Keighley down. They can you deconstruct reckon? him. Like a Lego. He's pretty busy with Tokyo Game Show, I think. What we need you to do, guys, because this is a bit of fun. You know, at the end of the day, if he blocks you, I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> Hound him. Keep doing all what you're doing. Guess Let me first of all down. say that it, it touches us. And I hope that I can express enough in the DMs and bits and bobs that we've got going on how much you guys' efforts mean to us. And just so you know, it has real world results. We are uber grateful. Ponsalbroy's happy. I don't swear. We've got one more week to go of him in the high chair. Possibly that might be the last week. All right? He ain't got Herr Crowther with him this week. Me on my own versus Ponsal. This is going to be tough. Anyway, you Jeff Keeley is our target. Like, share, get your grand to subscribe. Steal your kid brother's phone, log into podcast, subscribe, put it back in his pencil. Yeah, we, we, we get real close to the top 10 of the charts most weeks now, uh, but we um, we really want to crack that top We want to be in it, don't we? Yeah, we do. Because it'll, it'll make us more, more relevant and more people aware of us. So focus. We want yeah. everybody 
to find Jeff Keighley on social media and badger him for retweets and to prop the show. Yes. The commando unit have got their orders. Make sure you've understood what the orders are, listeners, because in 30 seconds, they will self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Now we've had the self-indulgent waffle, we've had the news, we've asked each other kind of what we've been playing. Tom, pick of the week, alternative control, feature. This is one that you were very emotional about. Here we go then. Why don't you do the first bit? This week's feature is a discussion about the history of alternative controllers in games. As always, you guys got in touch to share those wiggle-waggle gaming memories to add a real personal touch to the story. <laughs> to share those what? Wiggle-waggle. I like it. We all know about motion controls, right? But do we? With Nintendo Stealth dropping its new fitness tracker device for the Switch, we thought we'd take a look back at the history of alternative controllers. Wheel out your tap, your grandma's <laughs> wee tenders, shake off those cobweb-ridden dance mats, fruitlessly wave at the Sega activator and pull the Kinect out the lair pit. It's time <laughs> to delve in. As always, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we want to bring you the Genesis point. Tom? Pulling on the unofficial controller, dear stalkers, as uh, we've dusted those off, we find once again Sega going into bat first. Classic. Good old boys. Far as motion control is concerned, uh, with their arcade fighting game, Heavyweight Champ, in 1976. <laughs> Some form of rudimentary punching fighting game where the player adopts a role of a uh, pugilist using a boxing glove style controller from what we can see to punch where they wanted to hit actually pretty cool actually pretty cool um, Sega is always trying their hand at something a little bit different in the arcade um, Sega would also incorpor- incorporate move or motion input into its arcade division with games like Hang On where you use the bike to obviously steer yeah, yeah. the on screen avatar of the bike and the seated Thunderblade oh I love that the tech from the Thunderblade almost in our eyes, got pared down and implemented in Sega's <laughs> action chair. An interesting, though very hard to get working and worse than actual controllers, a theme that kind of hangs around the alternative controller story, Tom, like mud on a, skate, on a state gamekeeper hair crowther's boots. Yeah, certainly does. Talking of the chair... Um, We've got Odd as you can. Yeah, current reigning unofficial controller champion. He's there with the smoking skulls belts. He is. Downing a couple of bottles of uh, milk. <laughs> PG podcast that it is. What's he got to say about that awful Sega action chair that we talked about? Well, he goes to say, growing up, I knew a lad who owned the Sega action chair. Chair. Well, it was technically his brother's. Yeah. It was a chair match mapped to the Mega Drive controller. Leaning and moving the seat, the left and right would control the D-pad. And the buttons on the cheap foam handles would mimic A, B, and C. <laughs> the use of it, however, extended solely to sitting. It was never used to actual gaming, which is a shame. I reckon playing Streets of Rage via the action chair and using your bottom to move Axel, Max, Blaze, or Skate would have been an experience and a laugh. Probably would have taken a couple of layers of skin off your backside, I'd imagine. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of these Sega action chairs, Tom? I haven't, no. You remember the cheap stacking chairs at school? plastic yeah ones. yeah yeah that seat <laughs> pretty much paired to metal of the same thickness and tubular style as the optimal comfort then oh 100 percent wow. tailored for comfort no expense spared. and then it was basically someone must have took a, a mega drive pad apart and nailed that to the bottom of the seat so when you rolled around on it it rolled around on the controller I never had the full I've seen one in real life yeah and it looked like the cheapest bit of tack you've ever seen in your <laughs> life I didn't know what it was at first and I got a bit closer I was like oh god this is a Sega action chair 
Oh God. Um, anyway, to their usual quality, then usually they've. Um, I think sort of I personally think it was something things. that they saw some legs in. I don't think it. Oh yeah, it wasn't a joke, but you know I'll take it. <laughs> Score that one up for hilarity. I think that the it was an idea that started off with them and they paired it out to a third party who came up with the action chair. Mm. I don't know. It might be Sega Pend. It just like the seat looks like a component that already exists in seats. Yeah. The 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 metal that it's sort of bent out of is the same metal as the metal that the chair legs are made out of from those stacking chairs. One wonders if they just went out to someone and said, "Can you make us this?" Because <laughs> we don't really know anything yeah. about chairs. Uh, anyway, once Sega and Nintendo, uh, once Sega had had a go, as always, Nintendo wander, wandered onto the scene to try and bring a new way to play to the market with a power pad fitness mat. Pretty much a dance pad, so while we're here, we'll take the gen- Genesis point for that. Uh, this was also followed up with the Immortal Power Glove <laughs> in 1989. Made famous by Fred Savage in The Wizard, itself an innovative piece of tech uh, containing glass rods that shatter uh, every time <laughs> you move your fingers. So this thing did have a finite lifespan, unfortunately, yeah. uh, for one response. And you waved your hand in the air to, let's face it, badly control the games that actually had gone out their way to support said action glove. Mm. Uh, you ever seen one in real life or is that just Yeah, I've seen one of those. Um they look quite bizarre. I think briefly touching on I don't know where we're going to get to it later but having one-handed controllers is important for some people. I think it's something nice. I that. never went down that route. Okay. So yeah, it's 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 been nice to see some companies recently Microsoft doing that controller with the the pads on but is that an alternative controller or is that an accessible controller it yeah. depends how pc we want to be on the uc um well we're always very pc on the uc we are um so yeah i think they were probably maybe taking that approach okay giving a, a way to play well i'm gonna i'm gonna take the next bit if i may because i yeah. i owe the listeners an apology next on the scene as with all these control inputs, the flawed Sega Activator, Tom. Now, apologies, listeners, but I've ramped on about how I thought that was some crude infrared beams beaming in the air. But get this, and without ripping one apart to prove it, Tom, and if one of the listeners has got one of these fine devices, I implore them to rip it apart. The Sega Activator, which is a, a way of interacting in a 3D space with a fighting yeah. game. We've, We've talked we about it before. I, I imagined it was just infrared beams firing up out the floor and you could put your hand through yeah. them to break them. I was wrong. Uh, it's actually the Light Harp, invented by Asaf Gurner, being released for the Mega Drive or Genesis, if you prefer, in 1993. It could read the player's physical movements and was the first controller to allow full body motion sensing. However, it was a commercial failure once again <laughs> due to its unwieldiness and inaccuracy. Tom, I think you've got someone there who's had some experience with the Sega Activator. Yeah. Uh, happy, happy joysticks Ooh. has chimed in. Thanks for that. How about we talk about the one in your picture? Yes, yeah, so we was, had uh, seen on the post on Instagram. That's right. Someone having a crane kick in yeah. the Sega Activator. <laughs> Good luck with um, that. My brother and I saved up our money and bought the Sega Activator after seeing some commercials where they suggested you could do fighting moves and that would translate into on-screen actions for uh, Eternal Champions. Uh, Well, after settling up, calibrating it and watching the instructional VHS tape, we quickly realised this was nowhere near as cool 
as we thought it would be. <laughs> Once we started playing, we also found that the best way to play the thing was to sit or kneel in the ring and just wave your hand over whichever centre you needed to. It was total junk and it was soon packed and put away to never be used again. So now I still have a, uh, a mint Sega Activator in box. Yeah, I think based I on... what that's fetching on eBay. Probably £15. <laughs> I, I, I have visions of... Uh, happy, happy joysticks. Like This is why I always assumed it was a very rudimentary piece of tech. The fact that it's actually based on this light harp, which is next level stuff... Well, how interesting that we still see it as a commercial failure, but it's the first stepping stones towards motion controls that have been successful. Well, I think that's the way VR will is, is, is going. Well, well let's, let's have a look. So um, failing on consoles, more than likely because there must have been a cost ratio to manage, uh, the tech got pared down. But with more budget to play with, Sega managed to more successfully introduce the technology in the arcade, and that's a mouthful, with Dragon Ball Z VR, VS oh. in 1993. It used extra sensors to pull off better reaction sensing than was possible with the Mega Drive console, making this Dragon Ball Z game the first successful example of full body motion sensing in a video game. Wow. Hmm. I always forget how old Dragon Ball is. That was 1993 getting an yeah. arcade game, so you know, <laughs> yeah. around in the 80s. Um, another early motion sensing device was the Sega VR headset, first announced in 1991. It featured built-in sensors that tracked the player's movement and head movement. Though it was never officially released, similar VR machines by Sega were demonstrated at Sega World Arcade several years later. Sega weren't quite done with motion controls, and with the arcade and Dreamcast games, Sega Bass Fishing and Samba de Amigo with their unique control methods. Mm, and in chiming in, we have loyal new... Well, not new anymore, deeply part of the family, and, and probably just got themselves promoted into the unofficial controller... Commando Squad. But Eslo and Midna says, is there a better novelty controller than the Samba de Amiga Maracas that came with the game on the Dreamcast? I played a lot of that when it came out. What an incredible game. There's never really been anything else come close. The version on the Wii was okay at best. The remotes did a job, but not as precise as the OG Maracas for living out your dreams of being Ricky Martin <laughs> in a Rio de Janeiro nightclub. The Dreamcast also had the Sega fishing rod, which could strangely, a fact here, Eslo, be used quite well as a sword in Soul Calibur. Have <laughs> you ever diverge into that and have a go on that? I time? haven't, no. Well, um, dig out you, your had the, you had the Sega fishing rod, didn't you? Yeah. On the Dreamcast, yeah. I, I, I mean, you that. are wildly swinging this thing around to get any really? action in Soul Calibur, but it does kind of work. So, uh -huh. you know, we'll, we'll take that. It's In the Dreamcast community, it's well known you can have a game of uh, well, Soul Calibur with a fishing rod. On the subject of the Sega Dreamcast fishing rod, uh, Dugan McBain's been in touch. Oh, Another father member of the, uh, of the, the immortal two-year-old. Game Boy Matty is the... Uh, well, actually, we're going to get to this. But just in case we don't get to it, guess who... Guess which loyal listener's birthday is, I believe, by the time they hear this, today. Happy birthday, Devin Zilla. Yes, Tom. Happy I do birth. my research. Good lad. Well done. Yeah, happy birthday, big man. Yes. And uh, enjoy your day. Or thank, evening as it is now. Probably thank you to all the family, the Zillas, for listening. And we'll get to that because I do believe we're going to get to peruse some of Devin Zilla's fine birthday presents. Excellent. And gaming pickups from the week. Yeah.
So back to Doogie McBain. He goes on to say, how about that Sega Dreamcast fishing rod controller? I used to love using that with Sega Bass Fishing. I spent hours at time playing this with a friend, trying to get the biggest catch of the night. Uh, ironic that we grew up in a village. <laughs> I love this. I read this uh, the other day. Ironic that we grew up in a village on the river where every house was granted a free fishing permit, but that would mean going outside and getting fresh air. No thanks. <laughs> I think that's that's up there at the moment. Gas gamer problems, that is. Yeah. What are you doing? Fishing. You do know something your mum would say, oh, you do know yeah. we've got a fishing licence and run on the back on the back gate. It's like, yeah, but it's no way near Yeah, it. but you know me, don't you? What happened when I got red dead and you know how they like to live the games. I remember being up I don't think this is remember being up made... Scaffold Pike and you going, Are you climbed up that mountain to be like Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda? It's like, yeah. Exactly. I don't think the fans... Play the game, live the game. They don't know. They don't know about this. So at some point in time in the near future, Tom, you're going to have to let them know the full story of the whole shenanigans with you yeah. living the life of the game. That I'm currently playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thanks for that, Doogie. Uh, big fan of the Dreamcast, fishing rod controller myself, and I love a bit of Sega Bass fishing. Believe it or not, as hardcore a fan of the Dreamcast I am, not back in the day nor since... Have I owned the Sambio, Samba D Amiga control set? Uh, I played it, I think it must have been in the arcade because I think I played it there. Uh, great game. Uh, and as for Doogie, you know, can't fault you, mate. Why would you leave your front room in the warmth to go outside and <laughs> shiver and catch a nasty pike that's going to spear you with its nasty bits and uh, just generally be a disgusting mess on the floor? Uh, <laughs> let's have a look at this. Konami later made significant strides in the arcade. Their Bimani line of arcade music games revived the arcade popularity of motion control with the likes of Dance Dance Revolution. And Tom, let's face it, who hasn't played one of those? Yeah, certainly. Was that an admission by you or you played one? No. Which is it, yes or no? Have you I, played a DDR? I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. You are? I have not played that's, one. That's, that's the sensible answer I would look to from you. You've never played a Dance Dance Revolution game. You've not even had to go on a dance mat in your house. On oh, the one of the fold-out things. I don't know what it was for. All right. I okay. thought it was a bizarre game of Twister. So you've played... <laughs> well, it's a PG podcast. You better leave that there because I, 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 I think I know that the night you're referring to. Oh, that was uh, Rock Band. I don't know if you remember that story. No, well, just so you know, you probably need to keep wet wipes near your gaming peripherals. Uh, Oscat's <laughs> chimed in. He says, My favourite obscure controller is my Final Fantasy X2 Twin Bean Gun Controllers. They make gaming incredibly hard. <laughs> Good old Oscat. Though my favourite old controller story is when I was in high school. I had a challenge amongst my friends to be the first person to beat Inferno on the hardest setting on Soul Calibur. I won by using a Dance Dance Revolution pad <laughs> and using Yoshimitsu, two things that should never work. But yeah, that's my story. That's great. a great comment, yeah. Good, good work, Oscar. Yeah. Do you want to pick up on that next bit? Um, the 2000 light gun shooter arcade game Police 911, uh, which used full body motion sensing technology via camera to detect the player dodging and taking cover, which are fairly accurately reflected by the player within the game. Mm. I do remember the na that name, but I, I can't picture the game. Oh, I don't think you would. Uh, well, it's pretty standard fare, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't think it stands out, but it, you know. It was the first one to bring that sort of tech in with the camera. So cool. we, we had, as James said, work experience boy, right to the script. It's a solid point. 
well made, let's leave it in. Okay, James. Why not? In 2003, Sony released their own motion detecting device for home consoles, the iToy, <laughs> using a camera and PS2 tech to block out the player from the background so the player could interact with on-screen elements. Did you have an iToy? Yeah, my brother did. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got one. I've got... <laughs> Less, they're very bizarre aren't less they? said soon it's mended yeah I never really was able to get it to work back in the day and I recently plugged one back in thought to say I thought to myself do you know what this probably wasn't half bad mm. it was half bad yeah uh, <laughs> motion controllers using accelerometers are used as controllers for video games which was popularised in 2006 by Nintendo's Wii Remote which uses accelerometers to detect its approximate orientation and acceleration. It serves an image sensor so you can use it as a pointing device. It was followed by other similar devices including Sony's PlayStation Move, which also uses magnetometers to track the Earth's magnetic field and computer vision via the PlayStation Eye or the PS4 camera to aid in position tracking, which is a really great motion control system and suitable enough to graph straight over into tech they use in conjunction with the Move ones for the PSVR headset. We need to remember that. PSVR yeah. headset is a Move controller with the screen stuck on the inside of it. Mm. Simple as that. I think it's it's very important, isn't it, to... Like, you you can trace these these technologies back and there is a there's an entry point as we've we've specified on on a lot of these and it's amazing to see how far they've come and it's exciting to hopefully see what what the future holds well especially for vr um i think there's so much potential in that well if they keep using that tracking method i've never found it wholly inaccurate in fact when i've used the yeah. moves on ps3 mm-hmm Calm yourself now for one moment. Right. Just take a sip of your drink. The move ones are way better than the remotes. Breathe. What about a Wii Motion Plus? Mm, I've not really directly compared the two. There is a quite a good difference between but the PlayStation moves straight out the bat without bolting a dildo to the bottom of it <laughs> is pretty good. Yeah. That's us ticking the explicit lyrics. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Get away with that. If you're wondering what that is, it's an add-on for the Wii Remote. It is. Well, you don't need it, though. No. You don't need that in your collection. And don't get any pickups on those, either. You don't want second hand. No, no, you don't. No. <laughs> Tom, do you want to... Finster Gamers got in touch. We better move Finster on. Games, we had. I think we've put ourselves into a, a literal dead end with that line. Uh, you'd want to read his first comment out, and I think it's only right and proper or read his second comment out. Uh, Finster Gamer, I love the novelty of instrument controllers for Guitar Hero Rock Band. The one for Guitar Hero on the DS was very strange. It's not the easiest thing to play a guitar the size of one of your hands. <laughs> With both hands. For an extra challenge on any game, plug in an instrument. I believe I heard about a guy who finished Dark Souls on the hardest difficulty using a rock band drum kit. Good comment. I mean, I, that's um, insane. Yeah, I, I have heard that story. Uh, and I think it's a true Did you fact. Ever, have you ever seen one of the DS controllers for the... I haven't. No, oh, when mate. he mentioned this, I was like, I was Googling the image of it. The sort of thing that Gotham have got in their tap box upstairs for Tempe. <laughs> uh, it's a shame. I think it was a good idea if you've got a DS and you're on the move and you want to, if you really have to play mm. a rock band or guitar hero game, I guess they've got you covered. Yeah. To be fair, if you can't hold off 
looking like you're playing a digital ocarina, but no noise is coming out on the bus, I think you're probably best holding off until you get hold of the real rock band instrument. Uh, yeah. But he's, he's got another comment, Tom. Uh, Finster the Gamer, well, it, it goes on to say... It would only be right and proper that you read his first comment, listen, and I read his second comment. Okay. Careful. Go for it. Hand him a loaded gun. First thing he's going to do is shoot you in the foot and deny he even knew it was loaded. Let's face it, the best controllers are the unofficial <laughs> controllers, and it's what you do with them that counts. I came up with that, totally didn't steal it from anywhere. Uh, I heard he's using that tagline in his shop as well. He probably... <laughs> As if Finster Gamers wasn't or Finster Games wasn't already a hotbed of iniquity in the town. Him shuffling things out the back door to Stingray. Uh, if he's stealing our taglines, Finster Gamer challenge you to a duel. This is a glove. I've degloved myself. Either side. Is it the Nintendo Power Glove? It, I don't want to. I don't want to challenge him to a duel with Nintendo Power Glove, Tom, because I want to face it's, him alive. I don't want to knock him out with a six-ton glove. Is it like Thanos' gauntlet? <laughs> That's what the power glove's like, yeah. You don't want to get a smack around the chops with one of those. No, I'm taking off a delicate gentleman's club and I'm slapping it either side of Finster Gamer's face and I'm throwing it on the floor and I'm saying, if you use that in your shop, challenge you to a duel. Any game, any console. Just set myself up for a big lose. Finster Games awesome <laughs> games. <laughs> and I'm average at best. But you know, it's our property. I'll defend it. Uh, you take the next bit. Because I'll do the listener. Okay. It's a good one, that is. Uh, other systems are different mechanisms. Other systems use different mechanisms for input, such as Microsoft Connect accessories. It's only right and proper I read this one out. Uh, Name which, and shame. Which uses a combination of infrared structured light and computer vision in the sixth sense true motion, uh, which uses magnetic field to determine position my rape alarm just back off Tom <laughs> determine position and orientation unfortunately pared down so much from the prototype when it made it into homes Tom it was terrible now I went so far as redesigning my whole lounge stroke gaming room around the connect light entering the room making sure it's obscured positioning the console oh. in a totally different place removing furniture from the room rearranging where the sofas are rearranging the whole gaming area and after you go deep don't you well i thought it was because the room wasn't right right so i went down this route i even bought i even went out and found a shelf that matched the units that had either side of the telly so i could bolt it above the tv and have the connect exactly six foot from the floor their claim so after all this feng shui how did it work worse than when it was in the (laughs) compromise setup Oh dear. Absolute fact. What a terrible bit of tat. Every time I walk in a charity shop and see a fallen connect for five pounds, I I so I it hurts. Xbox One when that launched, it supported Connect, didn't it? So we didn't only support Connect on. Did it come with it? It had to come with it. Because according to Microsoft, there were there is processing power in the Connect. Is this and where it, everyone saw were and they were spying on us? Well they were they were they they their when that first launched, their rhetoric was the Kinect and the console are combined. Yeah. It's doing functions for your games, although it doesn't look like it. But then all of a sudden, to hit a price point, the Kinect disappeared, Tom. And I don't remember <laughs> that console being uh, unable to play 
any of the uh, launch games or any games for that matter. <laughs> so I call... do you feel like it was abandoned too early, or do you think they should have supported it more like the VR? No, PSVR? what I don't like being done is lied to. I call down <laughs> Mr. Gates and I say horse poo. <laughs> don't you lie to us like that? Don't you lie to us? The Connect well, 2 was everything the Connect 1 should have been. But if you've already handed someone a red hot coal to hold, they're not going to hold it again, are they? No. <laughs> what about the great Connect game? The, the sports game? No. And we're going to bring out a sequel where you can climb a rock? No. Please stop it. Give me a game. That, to be fair, mishandling of Connect and or the ramming of Connect down. Uh, Xbox One owners' throats. It was throats. a Fable game as well, wasn't there? Early, that was on 360. Yeah. Ramming that down their throats, early doors. We get off topic a little bit. Took the Xbox One out the equation, as far as I'm concerned. People turned against it. Who shouldn't have even turned against it? Oh, I don't like Xbox anymore. First generation have not bought the console at launch. Of, of either. Well, me too. Yeah. It's expensive nowadays, though, isn't it? Shut More up and so. pony up. Tom, before you dive away. Yes. When you got your Xbox One, mm-hmm. was it one of the ones that came with Connect? No. Uh, I think by then they're just they're just doing like a standard one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You waited for them to stop lying about the Connect and then you bought one. Uh right, so next up we've got the muscle. The muscle of the commando unit. The Mr. T. He is. He is the tea of the uh, the unglorious bar stewards. Um, <laughs> well, there's those, you gotta be careful. He, he backed us up, you know. He said if we want any hand with uh, old Ponsilbury there, he would be over. Boss, I am in no way imploring violence in your general direction. He's scared. Look at him. You're practically a father to me. You're like the son I never had. I love you, Ponsilbury. He don't like ah, brown eyes. He don't like right. you. He does not. Mm. Um, well, it's that man, Daddyzilla eighty. You can forget. You can't forget the skateboard for Tony Hawk ride on the three sixty. I remember when I first bought it. Mommy Zilla and I had purchased a trailer, and I thought it was going to go through the floor. Maybe I shouldn't have been trying to ollie though. <laughs> I was smaller than I am now, but I wasn't a small guy back then either. I love that comment. That's great, Daddyzilla. That is a popping sort of- ollies in the trailer. On Tony Hawk, ride on the 360. Great idea that was. Great a successful idea. franchise to put it behind as well. Well, it knew all the success, didn't it? Obviously, uh, it took <laughs> off like a house on fire. Tom. It took off like a hot air balloon full of coal. What's going on there? So there has been a plethora of other interfaces over the years, but the one that's gone uh, that we miss the most, possibly a forgotten chapter of gaming. The light gun game. Oh, yes. Fallen this is, Brother. This is a corker to tracing its way all the way back. <laughs> what were you trying to say there, then? Breaking the fourth wall, putting on the professional broadcasting voice again. There's been a plethora of other interfaces over the years, but the one that's gone that we miss the most, possibly a forgotten chapter of gaming, the light gun game. This is a corker two tracing its way all the way back to the 1930s with the advent of light-sensing vacuum tubes. Things moved on, and companies like Sega and Nintendo brought the light gun tech to our homes. Now, Tom, talking of light guns, the village is Picasso on Etsy 
forward slash comic pictures, no space. The place where you'll find pictures of the village. It's in his latest Batman one. No. It's awesome. It's very a- good. Actually, I suggest you look at it. Is it fans. the Joker Batman one? Yeah. yeah. I did see that. He's incredible. Uh, comic pictures, the village's resident artist, Adam the artist. Tom, do you want to take him or do I take him? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'd like to mention light guns. They started off really, really bad, like the one for the, uh, for the NES. Um, Duck Hunt was proper poop. He calls it another name there, but we can't read that out. We can't. Uh, we have to find humour without swears. It's hard. It is very tough. Uh, we actually used to pay a fiver to rent a NES from a video shop uh, for that tosh. They didn't get a lot better, though. The pink and blue ones for Virtual Cop were good. They were I remember good. those, mm. yeah. The Super Scope was pretty good as well, but that gun uh, you got with Time Crisis, oh, man, that was the bomb. We figured out if you plugged it in uh, and your steering wheel... Sorry, we figured out if you plugged in your steering wheel to a port two, you could use the pedals to duck and cover mechanic. I never knew that. Was, and I own Time Crisis as well, so I wish I did. Um which obviously allowed you to use the gun with one hand, which give and its amazing accuracy made you look like a proper badass. Well, in your head, anyway. That was the way, dude. Very much so. And Adam the Artist, to quote, unquote, I can... I agree with all of that. Some of it and all of it. Time Crisis was the one, wasn't it? The I remember that- getting the box with the game and the gun... Um, after playing it round Cousin Ian's. What make gun did come with that? Was it a Namco? Yeah, gun? it was Namco. The G-Con? G-Con. Well, they did a, they did a blue G-Con uh, for Time Crisis 2, I believe, so they remodelled it. Pause. Yeah. I'm going to offer my opinion. That's an incredible light gun, that is. It is. Really accurate. So the uh, the second one that came after, the blue one, um, I don't know whether any listeners have used it, from what I remember, where the magazine would have been was a button, so you could tap it on the bottom of your th- your hand, the palm of your hand, like this. I'm demonstrating to him holding a gun. Um, he imagines it well, because he imagines how Crowther every week. I'm shaking my head, because I know exactly what this will look like. I can see you, head too big for your body, hair too big for your head, waving around, rolling around, tapping Egon this, Spengler hair. Giving it the full-on Bruce Willis. I yeah. can see it now. And it had a D-pad on the back of it as well. Yeah. So where the where the, the cock was... Yeah. <laughs> you'd pull that back. Okay. Um, Is that what it's referred to as? I believe so. I'm not a... I'm not a... You, not you, a handgun professional. Obviously um, not. Uh, well, but yeah, I remember playing that G-Con. Uh, you remember playing with a cock on your G-Con? G-Con yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I bet you do. Was this your, how old were you during this period? Oh, 13, I guess. Big time. Never forget, do you? No, I think that's about right. I bet it was on PlayStation. Yeah. So 13-year-old playing with that. I mean... Maybe 12. Yeah. yeah. M- Mumsy had to give you a 15-minute warning to come down for tea. <laughs> Just so you could let everything die down a little bit. <laughs> Running around. So uh, I, I played that for the first time on a, a small... like. 12 inch TV screen whatever um, at Cousin Ian's and it's like that close away from the screen and we're like and we thought we're amazing but when you think about it we'd have been a lot better if we stood further away it almost felt like cheating being that close to the screen well I've we didn't get to talk about these specific and we're we're a little bit off topic so I'm putting my finger in the script so I don't lose where we are but I have had a um, Sega Menacer 
and a copy of Terminator 2 uh, for the Mega Drive. You know the arcade game? Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. ported it home. And Did they? Yeah, they ported it to the home console and Sega supported that game with their Activate gun. Um, I'd never used the 16-bit light gun before other than the Super Scope, which was relatively okay. This thing I held on the screen on the bad guy I wanted to kill <laughs> and I pressed fire and it shot someone on the top left <laughs> of the screen. It, you know, were you doing that thing we do where we cover for games and like say it's all right? Did you just make out it was a ricochet shot? <laughs> Probably made out that I was living in like a post-apocalyptic oh, no. future and my gun was worn out. You've got me thinking quickly of the the G Con again, of just certain light gun games. Point Blank, that was a good fun game. Arcade port, I think. Best light gun game I've ever played. It's controversial. It's been on the show before. What do you think it is? Die Hard. Best light gun game I've ever played. Die Hard 2. See, I had to play that with a controller. I think we discussed this last week, didn't we? And you were like... Because I came around uh, Christmas and you had your set out. What sort of parent gets you a PlayStation 1 and Die Hard trilogy and don't get you the gun? I didn't even know there was a gun for it. It's bizarre. That's what happens when you secure uh, Christmas presents for your son from a third-rate hokey-cokey guy that delivers knock-off videos to the village. It certainly is. Well... Tom. Unfortunately, oh, you're having that. I'll go in if you want. Okay. Unfortunately, sorry. Let me do it. Unfortunately, due to the way new TVs work now, we can't dig out the old Walther PPK unofficial turbo gun <laughs> because even though the game will play, no shots will be recognised on screen. No panic, though, law listeners. There are rumblings of a company called Sindon who is seemingly working witchcraft. It's alleged to have developed a light gun of its own compatible with new TVs so you can play those old classic light gun games. They have Kickstarter and some solid working evidence. So please go have a look. If it's your cup of tea, back them to the hilt. Yeah. Tom, seeing as I've rocked up all professional for a change this week. So just, um, I don't know if you know oh much. No, sorry. It wasn't me. Oh, um, you don't want a confession? No. Okay. With the technology of, of the light gun, mm-hmm. um, why is there not more? Because the Wii Remote had loads of like add-ons where you could put it in like a plastic gun and stuff. And um, I think you're answering your own question here. Why? Why do we not see like a time crisis using that tech? Because the tech that goes with that tech mm. is tat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like when they when you get a light gun game for the Wii, you end up with some plastic tat that you have to bolt that into to yeah. use it. I mean, the light gun games on the Wii that I've played where you just point the remote at the, the screen. The, the, um, the Resident Evil ones are meant to be quite good. And House of the Dead's on there as well. House of the Dead. Great, yeah, I think House of the Dead 2 and 3 are on there. Yeah. Because it was three called I think overkill. that used the uh, blue and pink guns, didn't it? That came with Virtual Cop. On the Wii? No, on the... Um, what would have been? Saturn? Dreamcast? No? Was House of the Dead not on the Dreamcast? House of the Dead was on the Dreamcast. But no light gun? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't think it was on Saturn. That's what I think I was saying to you. Right, okay. Unless okay. it was, in which case I made a mistake. No worries. Well, who's uh, here to send us out then? The last comment. Mm, well, I'm reading it, am I? Okay. Well, let me just reassure the listeners that there's no way that Retro Gamer Thomas can escape the speakers that you're listening to us on. Uh, so he's restrained. 
Although with this veritable banquet of gaming around him, he, he, he could be anyone's, couldn't he? He's like gone games for breakfast. Now that needs to go in his uh, uh, ret- <laughs> that needs to go in his retro gamer Thomas Instagram sign off, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I eat light gun games for breakfast. Not only have we turned him into a cannibal, we've also now pre-selected his morning meal, yeah, which is a light gun game. He is the the like the howling Mad Murdoch, isn't he? Of the unglorious bar stewards. Okay. Unfortunately, there's there's only four members in the A team, and we've got numerous members. So we we're going to make some up, aren't we? You need to, yeah. You need to start signing more roles. Uh, retro gamer Thomas, retro cannibal Thomas, uh, wheeled in by PCSO. Face mask is unclipped, Tom, and he has this to say: Originally, I never really bothered with different sort of controllers. Only really light gun games, which I loved. But since becoming a collector stroke console carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing up to his role I find it quite interesting picking up various unusual controllers some Dreamcast fishing rods which I still use and great fun on Sega Bass Fishing to Tony Hawk's Ride Stroke Shredboard which is mediocre at best and even Guitar Hero but my favourite of all time has to be DJ Hero even from easy level through to hard it's amazing fun and all the one of the re- and all the one of remixes are fantastic. I'm not going to argue with him because he may get a taste for human flesh. Heaven that forbid. That was the story of the alternative controller, Tom. Did we do you proud? I'm really impressed with that. Some Were nice there facts. enough facts? I think so. I hope the listeners uh, enjoyed your research. Well, as always, I just basically curated James's work. Hmm. And I thought this might be... Some Are you of his doing his homework for him again? No, no, no. I pay him, remember, so he better be doing the job. Listen, they've waited this long. When the big man makes a house call, you'd better be ready. These guys got in touch to show us their pick up some Stingray's boot. You can too. Tom, your lack of speed that you're rushing to your phone with is, is disconcerting. We all know that it takes you a good couple of hours to log on and catch up. And by the time yes. you have done, we've finished Stingray's boot. You've just said yes mm, and maybe in the right places. Straight up with a picture of Daddy Zilla and his boy, Angel and Mummy Zilla. Got back to school to eat lunch with the birthday boy. Yeah, they've got a great family unit, haven't they? Yeah. The Zillas. Very they nice are very thing. kind to us. Happy birthday, Devin. That just popped up. It wasn't even in the boot. But do you know what? I'm reading it out anyway because they're good people. Tags. Stingray's boot. That's how we go. Don't type in Stingray's boots because you get to see loads of men in cowboy boots. And there's some things I saw on there that I can never unsee. Tom, I'm in the boot. Do you want me to kick off or are you still working out after? Yes, you can. Um, you okay. Go first. first up. He's a man about town. Is I a retro gamer dad? All the underscores. What's he got going on? He's picked himself up a copy of God of War. What's this? God of War, the Hydra Battle demo disc. Not for resale. <laughs> now, I tell you one thing, retro gamer dad. I've never seen that before. A good no. pickup. He's also got a copy of Scooby-Doo on the cube. Night of 100 Frights. That looks mediocre. And Tecmo Super Bowl on the PS1. Looks like he's also got himself... uh, Was that a Mega Man collectible? I need to like that. 
Oh, everyone's favourite cat from Australia, Ozcat, who's on TV, dot TV. If you need to check that you're missing several thousand games from your collection, here's the man with them all, Ozcat. This week he's picked up Greedfall, that game you were half excited about, Tom, yeah. but literally fighting the world to stay alive, and No Man's Sky... The Beyond Edition. I didn't know there was a physical edition of it. PS4. They made enough changes where they thought it'd be right to bring out a disc version of it. Why not? Especially considering as it's now, obviously, VR as well. Next up, he's a fan of horror because he is a horror-based character. Oh, he is? Retro Gamer Thomas. He's picked up Man of Medan and The Walking Dead. Um, I've got one question about this, Tom. Yeah. Looks to me like he's clagging a console in there with composite. That's not going to get you the best picture quality retro gamer, Thomas, with your red, yellow, and white. Hopefully that's just a mono-only console. That's, you need to upgrade to a SCART, friend. Man of Medan, Tom. Excited for that? No. Okay. Well, if you click in his comments, you can see I'm asking him how that's played out. And I'm thinking of picking it up. Because I've heard I've... bad things about it. They said it's not as good as the, um, what's the other one? Uh... What? Have you played the other one? No. <laughs> It's not as good as Until Dawn. Yes. I didn't think it ever would be. Uh, So your expectations were not too high to begin with. I know that this is one part of a much bigger work. Mm. So I think the criticism probably comes a bit early. I also think that I've played their games that they released for the PlayLink one, you know, where you use your phone to interact with the games on the PS4, where you can do it as a a family, or you Mm. can do it as like a couple or on your own. So you play through... Uh, on that, I can't remember. It's a crime-based game, but you use your phone to interact with it on the PS4. Man and Madan probably could have fitted that category, but they've decided to bring it with the controller. I never know how I feel about like interactive movie games or those sort of. Mate, things. they're really like their work is yeah. really good. I honestly think like it's probably if you if the, you the got wife old. would probably enjoy that sort of gaming. Like, I played through The Last of Us and she just watched it all. Um, obviously, that's like quite a heavy controller-based game, um, and she really loved the story. So I thought maybe I should try like a dude. You need to try out some of those PlayLink games. Yeah. With her. Just for a five-pound game, it's really good, and all you okay. need is a mobile phone, and you can play that through. Also, if you get Until Dawn, yeah, like yeah, it's a controller-based game, but I played it as a two. Mm-hmm. And we made decisions as we went through, and that's what affected the game. That's what made it Yeah, cool. that's cool. We were making decisions about what was going to happen next in the film or game that we were playing stroke watching. That was incredible. Yeah. I and that, it's since then that they've added these extra multi- multiple player options into Man of Medan. So you can have five people all deciding how that story outcome goes. It's cool. I will... Uh... Try the big sell for that then. You better. Uh, next you up, better. we've got Harvey Retro. has a very good YouTube channel, so go check him out. That's also a flipping good post from an artistic point of view. It is. Uh, he's got the original Doom on the PlayStation. I love those. Um, I think they're real chunky boxes, aren't The double they? case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the current Doom on the PS4, which is a really good as well. I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would, and I got it in a sale, so... Double win. Yes. Next up, PlayStation Guy 87. Welcome to the show, PlayStation Guy 87. Yeah, some uh, people, if you're in Stingray's boot, let's just quickly say, input on the show. We want to hear from you. You're in the Um, boot, get in the show. Yeah. Tom, this is a game on PS2 that you had. 
And it's now on PS4. You always forget owning this game. This will be the fourth time. When did this come out on PS4? I don't know. It's a limited run game. I will see. Right, okay. Yeah. Probably Bounty a week Hunter. Ago. Star Wars Bounty Hunter starring Yango Fett, I believe. The one on the P- you had that on PS2? I did not have that. Oh, God. I reckon you have a list of games that I own that I do. Yeah. Batman Begins on the Xbox original. I realised last week I made an error asking the fans to go look because guess what? The Xbox original didn't keep a record of the games that you played. <laughs> it was only on editing the show I was thinking, that scoundrel has stitched me up a kipper here. He's took the money off the, off the mantelpiece and left me asking the fans to go check up on original Xbox gamer score. What an idiot I am. Anyway, let's rattle on through the Stingray's boot. You never played it then, but is it a good game? Doubt it. <laughs> I really want to play that. Let Republic me tell Commando. you the excited twelve-year-old that was all hyped, telling me how cool Django Fett was. I was a Mace Windu fan. Edgy. Ash event. What's he got here, Tom? Looks like he's done a Sharaban here. Sharaban? No, no, he's no. <laughs> Calm down. I thought when we say his name, we always have to no, say three Pavel times. No, the Pavel's dogs are not meant to work on us. Okay. Ash He's... Event has done a Sharaban-style picture. Oh, uh, has he? Okay. On your phone, there's an app that I downloaded for you called Instagram. You tap on that, then go on the bottom. There's a little magnifying glass. You click in there, you type in Stingray's boot. I've got it. I'm on Then there. you click I'm on, on recent. I'm okay. on there. Radbash Gaming up next. Okay. <laughs> He's got Medal of Honor Airborne, dude, Portal he's... Knights. Dude, he's got Fate to Black on the PlayStation 1, the sequel to Flashback. Actually, a good game. Stood up well. Uh, happy Happy Joysticks. Um, he's got the Pokemon Nintendo DS titles and a Game Boy Advance and a Nintendo DS. These are Devin Zilla's party gifts. Dinosaur bag. Yeah, that looks SpongeBob cool. SpongeBob lunchbox. I have to confess, I have no idea what that first yeah, image is. Yeah, I don't know what the first one is. Uh, he's got another selection of birthday goodies. Wow, is that Bikini Bottom on there, Tom? Who? It is, isn't it? That's where SpongeBob lives. Looks like he's got the hideout for that. I like them dinosaurs. Whoa, look at the Jurassic Park gear on the next one, if that's what it is. Or the army toys. They're I don't awesome. know. He's got some Labo, look. And got... He's got Godzilla on Blu-ray. King of Monsters. I really enjoyed that. Collector's set Pokemon. Mm. You've had a good run here, boy. Hey, look out. You've got Wolfman, a copy of Classic Monsters. Got some SpongeBob videos. Gone and got himself some Nickelodeon slime. Good old boy. <laughs> Look out, what's he got here? What looks like a Nerf style thing. Clash Combat Adventure Force. There's also the Thunder Tumbler, another remote control device. I tell you what, this was the gift that just kept giving Devonzilla. And you've ended up there with some cool looking Swedish fish, some Starburst. What looks to me like. Some Lego-style stuff. Good work, young man. Here he is, the Australian cat on television once again. What's he got? Some mediocre PS3 games. Dear GameStop, can I be your spokesman at this point? I decided, like, what? what? Say sorry, please. Oh, sorry. The only one I want you to apologise for... Well, there's two games on there I want you to apologise for. Ghostbusters. There's three games on there I want you to apologise. There's four games there <laughs> that I need you to apologise for. The first game... If I guess them correctly, they'll win a prize. The four games... Okay, there's four games on there I want you to apologise, saying that they were mediocre tat. 
If you can pick the four games, yeah, that's fun. Listeners are on the edge of their seat now. Ghostbusters, DuckTales, Ratchet and Clank, Far Cry compilation. For the listeners, I'm shaking my head. That is a visible representation of no. The games I want you to apologise. Yeah. Two out of four, even. But let's face it, 50% is nothing. Uh, The ones I wanted you to apologise for were DuckTales and Ghostbusters, correct? I also wanted you to apologise for Eternal Sonata and Azura's Wrath. They are not mediocre tat. Everything else, possibly. Next up, we've got Odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't, Don't do it to me on air. Don't do it to me. Odders UK is uh, thanking us for his uh, script that we signed. Well, we better um, not please read... don't forge the signatures. Also, don't, don't read that out because it would end the show. It would it's... automatically end That's the show. That's almost like a hand grenade. If that landed on <laughs> our, only in front of us, the podcast would just end mid-show. It wouldn't yeah. matter. So we need to move past that. But Odders, well-earned friend, and uh, it's very unlikely, no offence, that you're going to hang on to that unofficial controller championship for another month. But you Is never know. You never know. PlayStation Guy 87 uh, chiming in again. He's got a silent line armoured core on the PlayStation 2. Nice to see you in the boot. Welcome to the show. Game Boy Matty. This show's immortal two-year-old. As I say, when he's 45, he'll still be two in my eyes. I don't, I'll probably be dead. Um, N64, Conker's Bad Fur Day. A little Conker's... I would say that was an Amiibo, but it's obviously not. Uh, uh, he's got the full set there. Uh, Game Boy Matty Dad has been after this one for a long time Doogie she's finally come home that's right friend Conquers Bad Fur Day <laughs> look out look up next Tom someone who believes their own hype so much that make me sick the unofficial controller with a guy crane kicking probably wants to crane kick that activator clean out the shop <laughs> but unfortunately he stood in the ring of doom and he's executing what can only be described as a half-baked uh, crane kick. Who else we got? Ash Event. Uh, Tony Hawk Project 8. He's very much in the style of Sharaban, Ash Event. I like what he's doing there. He's got a skateboard. He's been to see Black Flag as well. If you swipe across. So he has. Nice work. Sharaban. Sharaban. Call off the dogs, Tom. Everyone's favourite Frenchman. He's back on the scene. Sharaban. Ozfest. Let's, let's, let's bring him up. Sharaban. 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 <laughs> no, don't even, don't. <laughs> ah, it's only the three times. Do we need to do this again? Sharaban, bang, bang. Hmm. I think that was Virgin on legal calling us. But anyway, uh, everyone's favourite Frenchman. Uh, he's He's got every single guitar hero in. Guitar? Guitar. I am from Lincolnshire. Oh, there's the DS one. I do remember that now. I knew you would. Same way like when a, you same way when you see Bounty Hunter on the PS2 <laughs> and Batman Begins on the Xbox. I oh, do you remember playing that now. Oh, I remember having that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look out. Retrovisions chimed in What's with that? one of the oldest looking Pong clones you've ever seen TV in your life. Tennis. Uh Retrovisions has also got a computer cassette recorder. <laughs> uh, wow. I'm liking that. Uh Game Boy Matty's got the Turtles. Yeah, heroes in a half shell. He looks like he's secured the full team. Who is your favourite? Donatello every time. Weak. Uh, that's a weak choice because I'm going to pick 
Leonardo leads all the edgy red band of Dannard Raphael because I'm a hard-edged dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know myself when I'm a bit edgy. I'm closer to... Like, in real life, you're Donatello. Why do you aspire to be these two edgy dudes that you're nothing like? Leonardo ain't edgy. He's like Superman. He's like the Boy Scout. He's just a nerd, isn't he? He's like goody So who is it that you like in the Turtles? Let's get the clarity for the listeners. I used to like Leonardo because he was the leader and he had double katana. Oh, brilliant. You're playing into my hands. I love what's happening here. So tell me why you... Now, I'm guessing you... Oscar TV up next with (laughs) uh, Spyro on the Switch. This has been an absolute... Alternative control episode will go down as the one where you got reminded. That's all. The Australian cat who likes TV. Is there a controller you don't have? I've referred to those buzz controllers as tap before, Tom. I'm no, those 8-bit do. Uh, they're really good. They're, they're not cheap either. They're a proper um, wireless switch controller. They're really good. <laughs> Once again, never hand Tom a loaded gun. I've referred it to those bus controllers, the bus controllers, as TAT mm. before. I wasn't saying anything about the Wii controller. Switch controller. The switch controller. I was talking about TAT, bus TAT. Do you remember that game? We ought oh, to have mentioned them in alternative controller, yeah. really. Then they do go- like a Knowles Television Addicts game for that as well. I, must I think done. so. If you go to a car boot and don't nearly fall to your death and strangle yourself out on about a million bus controllers... You've not lived. It's got WaveBird on there as well. That's GameCube good. wireless controller. Oh, yeah, up the top. Yeah. Well, sat Slick. next to that thing that you're willing to die to save the bloody name of. What, Dreamcast? No, that <laughs> weird-looking Wii controller. Oh, that was the Wii Pro controller. <laughs> I would not call that Pro. <laughs> I barely call it a controller. <laughs> uh, Retro Gamer Thomas. Now First sh- corner of the games room. Completely. No, no, no. No, this is his bedroom in PCSO's, <laughs> PCSO Kemp's back bedroom, where, for the sake of the script, Retro Gamer Thomas resides safe and at home. And if the listeners saw the picture, it's courtesy of Adam Artis, you now know what PCSO Kemp looks like. Bizarrely, looks a lot like Ross Kemp, and you know what Retro Gamer Thomas looks like. Um, looks cool, though, that. He's got a nice, nice setup, yeah. though is, he's very keen to showcase cleaning gear. Every single picture we've had from Retro Gamer Thomas has showcased his love of Pledge and of a well-used duster, one that's been sacrificed. Like most serial killers, he's a bit of an OCD. We're starting to form a very, very compelling case against Retro Gamer Thomas. Ash Event. Ash Event has finally cottoned onto Stingray's boot, and he's all over it. He's making Sharaban look like a part-timer. He doesn't chime in on the show, though, does he? He will. He better. Oh, it's a threat. Anyway, Ash Event quaking in his knees from the gaming mastodon's gauntlet thrown down. We're both throwing down gauntlets this week, Tom. Yeah. I've slapped fenced the game around the chops with a silk glove and then <laughs> realised retrospectively that I've bit off more than I can chew yeah. and he will own me in every single game that he's probably going to present to me, to which case I, I bow to him. And you've decided you want to take Ash Event in a fight as well. Mm. Loyal listener. It's our reward, the loyal listeners. Violence and abuse. Brock the Aces dude. Now, this man stands atop Stingray's boot like no other. He's picked up possibly another record-breaking haul. The only man that can close to him, I'd say, Tom, Devin, uh, Daddy Zilla on a good day. Yeah, maybe they should meet up for trade-ups. Bok, a box of Lego Tat. 
Uh, Pokemon cards. Batman versus Superman. On. I th- I've got a funny feeling that Turtles thing is a... I'm oh. collecting these little coins. Tom. Yes. You've reminded me. I don't know why it took you mentioning the Turtles coins, <laughs> but in the top of the show, you asked me what I'd been playing. Yeah. And I missed out Turtles in Manhattan. Oh, on the PlayStation you did try that. Any good? Really good. Yeah. Anyone who, games anyone who's stuff. got something bad to say about that game... Contact me through the medium of the show, Instagram or Twitter or on the email. I've had nothing but fun with it. And it, to me, played like a solid beat-em-up. It was good. Mm. Um, Two-player as well. Fantastic. Cool. Glad you enjoyed. Um, comic pictures. We better move on. Oh, no, that's comic pictures. No, sorry, I was meant from Brock, the 80s dude. Uh, okay. Yeah, comic pictures. PCSO Ross Kemp and Retro Gamer Thomas. If you're Very unsure nice what artwork. these aforementioned uh, people in the show... Tom... We don't want to last too long in there because Stingray regular Danny Plays is on the scene. Another one who never chimes in on the show. Is there any point... Do you think there's ever going to be an episode go by where you actually say to Danny Plays good effort? No. Okay, well, I appreciate you. She did crash out the boot on your last comment and I had to talk her back into it. Oh, right, okay. Sorry. I feel bad now. Sorry, Sir Danny Plays. Makes a bad dad, eh? Well, it does. The Tails plush is awesome. Uh, she's gone out and picked up an Xbox 360 Tom she's not mucking about Xbox 360 Elite you recognise quality but then see money can't no Retro Visions what they got here not under the nit comb it's a, it's a it looks like a carcass from Retro Gamer Thomas <laughs> <laughs> one he's picked the very better bits from yeah uh, Mark Twigo oh Tailspin I, I had toys of that Shame you didn't hang on to them. I'd say they're worth some I'd, money. I'd right. both planes. I'd that enemy one, and then I'd the um, the sea plane. Are we o? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Are we o? Are we o? Are we o? Thought you might come back. Your line in the script, as written by James, was George says, "Are we o?" On sight of Mark Twigo's post, and Tom says, "Yeah, spoon." It's written for you there. What else? I missed it. Mark Twigo's also there. He's got that Wreckfest game. Yeah. Also, if you zoom in, if you wanted evidence of the Terminator 2 game or Mega Drive that I mentioned earlier. Mark Twigo? Yeah, yeah. Right on the side of the Mega Drive? Yeah. Above Sunset Ride? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good... uh, What's he been up to here? He's tidied up his games room. Do you know what? Don't always feel it's got to be pickups, listeners. Uh, within reason, I'll look at anything. Uh, within reason. Game Boy Matty, Tom. You ought to be all over this like a rash, because not only is everyone's favourite two-year-old, it looks like he's also been coerced into picking up some Overwatch figures. Wonderful. Brought up right. I wouldn't know what any of those figures were if they slapped me in the face. IA Retro Gamer Dad. What we're looking at here, sir, it's a video. Junk Rat, Brigitte, Doomfist. They're the characters. Okay. The one listener that actually cares about that slapped you on the back. Everyone else is trying to find out what It'll I come good again, though, won't it? Retro switch, game. Everyone will know. Sorry. It's all right, mate. IA Retro Gamer Dad. No, we've moved on. You weren't interested. Mark.garage.gamers, the man who predates the internet. What we got here? 
What the hell? Is this a pickup? That's great. Ghost Hunter. £20 all in. Let me say Bargain. to you, Ghost Hunter, Hidden Gem, Destroy All Humans, Quality Game, Commando Strike Force, Good Little Game. I think moving forward we should maybe have like Pickup of the Week. No prizes because we haven't got that much money, but just have... Do you know, I was like, as soon as you said, I was like, oh my God, how much more of the show's money is he going to blow? Okay, Ghost Hunter worth that pickup in that pile alone, let alone you get a PS2 to play it on, Tom. Uh, that's a cracking deal. Well done, unofficial controller podcast. I don't like them being in the boot. I'm not keen on them, if I'm honest. I don't like them. Daddy Zilla. Now, Daddy Zilla, what's he doing, Tom? He's cooking up a storm, retro storm. He uh, <laughs> He's forgot his own catchphrase. And it's five fifty-seven on the cooker. I don't know why that's degrees. Hopefully not. Otherwise, that would be oh, a plastic mess. You know, I don't know of any oven, domestic or uh, high 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 end unit that can go up to five hundred fifty-seven degrees C. What hell food needs to be cooked at that temperature? Retro game of Thomas's meals. <laughs> Um, I suppose the console's only going to break down to its component parts yeah. at 457 degrees. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so he's picked up a master system. Is that the master system he was after when he put a call out for it? He'll have to let us know because we're spending too much time. Well, no, it is. Yeah. Read his comment, Tom. I did. Briefly. And there she is, the elusive master system. Yeah. This is the first time I have owned one. Can't wait to check it out. But first, birthday party preparation tomorrow... It's Devin Zilla's party. Mark Twigo up next for the nice selection of Mega Drive games, Sunset Riders. Very nice. Very cool, actually. Oh, Mark Twigo. The only listener so far to have posted one picture of Street Racer. Now you need to post one. Now you need to post Street Racer. Mega Drive, Game Boy, SNES. What else was it on, Tom? PlayStation 1. Probably on Saturn. Yeah. Get us the shots. We want to see them. Get your collections out and show us your street racer collections. Um, three weeks now. They've let us down. Sharaban. 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 Wonder Boy on the Master System Switch PS4. Every format that it's ever released on. Yeah. Um, who we the got Barber next? Who Games. I feel Hot like I've shot. seen this before, but let's talk about it. Hot Shots Golf selection. Days of Thunder, Tom. Oh, yeah. And zoom in on the right there. I reckon that's his collection on those stands. And I think he's he's teasing us. Days of Thunder video game was on PlayStation 3 as well. Came with a copy of the Blu-ray movie. Holy Funkatron, I need that. Radbash Gaming up next with some Funko Pops. And uh, Kylo Ren mug. And low Boba Ream. <laughs> Boba the Fett mug. That looks like that mug says Low Ream. It does. In my mind. I haven't liked that. Tom. Stuck in the past There's lane. a guy here, look, stuck in the past lane. Now, I think he does these pictures. Uh, he, he like always writes these witty taglines. I know you haven't seen any of his pictures before, and he does them in the style of a Polaroid. <laughs> and this, this week's tagline is Mega Drive-In Movies. I like what he's done there. And now, if you listen to him, Tom, He's always trying to reach out and let you know that he's inspired by your good self. Following this week's excellent, if he may say so, unofficial controller podcast look back at movie tie-in games. I was inspired to up my collection today. Happy with ease. Uh, seemingly someone from the show has put great posts, sir. Thank you. 
Heart Eyes, and looks like James from the Unofficial Controller Podcast, The Work Experience Boy, was also trying to educate Tom about stuff in the past lane. Do you like his posts? Yes. <laughs> Sharaban. 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 He's got... Shemu collection. Coming out of his ear rolls. Baby Labour. Why am I seeing a picture of a shoe? He's treated himself to some new... I did say it didn't always have to be pickups from games. Ah, fair enough. You laid down the challenge and he's treated you to a new pair of sneakers. Um, Ozcat got... This is a milestone post as I've now hit 300 followers. Well done. Um, Tell you what, Tom. Almost as many listeners as we have. (laughs) The (laughs) pick... Stick a few zeros on the end. You know that picture of Ozcat there, the guy with the beard? Yes. That's a placeholder. The real Ozcat is the one perched behind the PlayStation 4 in that picture. <laughs> Love it. That's the guy with the Instagram account. That's the thing with all the games. Uh, Sharaban. 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 What's he got? Thunder, Thunder Force, Force collection? collection. All the way up to the PS2, that, Tom. Radbash Gaming with a, a, an array of, of various Levels of quality of game. Hmm. Prisoner of War, that was another game you probably thought I had back in the day. <laughs> it's a game I owned. This What was Great Escape Gone Bomb Prisoner of War game? I got that game thinking that it would be more like you were digging and physically escaping, but you were just running around doing fetch quests for other people. It was terrible. Devin Zilla's got some Pokemon cards, and Daddy Zilla's got some more NES games. Um, for a fine Nez casserole, he says. Um, very nice. I think, he, and we're he, back to he, the turn of the week. Well, Danny Zilla mentioned to me he'd been talking to a YouTuber, and I think he came up. He mentioned us because this YouTuber had a, was cooking up a retro storm or doing something, and he obviously made Danny Zilla remember the fine. We should have maybe give the commando unit like a famous YouTuber to hit up, really, like a gamer one. Now, this is the problem that we have. So at the start of the show, yeah. we told him Jeff Keighley. They skipped all the rest of the show. Can't they split into two teams or something? Always complicated, aren't you? You want to divide and conquer every time. Yeah. Okay, so what is it? Are they chasing down Jeff Keighley, or are you wanting to chase down a YouTube celebrity? I don't think... A gaming one, obviously. Someone who's going to find us of interest, and not a rival podcast. If you feel the need There aren't to. any rivals, Tom. Well, no, we're all friends real. here. Oh, I thought you meant as in we're better than them. No. <sighs> well, we maybe are. But we, the listeners... We, we certainly are. The listeners will be the judge of that. They know it. They could hit, they could hit up Jack Septicai. Jack Septicai? Hmm. Do it. Why don't they do both? Because let's face it, they're going to get zero traction with either of them. So when they've exhausted Jeff Keighley and he's blocked them and reported them to Twitter. And they've had their accounts taken down. And they're probably going to have to hassle Jacksepticeye on Instagram. <laughs> but, you know, there's enough of you out there yeah. to get us a shout-out or a retweet or something. Yeah, get us a retweet on a big, big... We said we wanted the commando unit, Tom, to do daring raids. We're giving them one. Grow a set and get it done. Please. We're back to the turn of the wheel on that, so... We need to move on. That's Stingray's boot. Tom, question for you. Yes. That's all the pickups in the boot this week, listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out on air. Like many of you do. They do. Tom, 
It's that time of the week. Yeah. I'm keen to know what the new releases are. And there's only one man in our village that has the secret ability to unlock that knowledge for us. He flies around in a sea plate, Nissan Bluebird. And in there, he contains this week's new releases. Tom, there's bountiful amounts. He's ripping up that path like no one else can. Coming to a halt right in front of us. The spring settles and the boot pops. Time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle End Battle for Oh my god, I've already used all my professional broadcasting credits earlier <laughs> in the show. So I slip over that almost on purpose. You'd think it was. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? These are new release highlights for this week, September 9th to September 15th, 2019. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed. But could be region dependent. Tom, it's a busy week, my friend. Do you have a mummy mummy picked out, ready to go? Um, Obviously, you save that. Struggling. Okay. Well, there's one I thought you would go for on the first page. You've talked about it more than once, and it's not football. I'll say this first one, Mummy Mummy. Mummy Mummy, please can I have Blasphemous on the PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. September 10th, Blasphemous is a punishing action platformer. No idea what it is at all, but he's picked it. I have, I've seen it. It was on the Nindies, yeah. Promise. Promise. I actually think it's a good game. I didn't know whether you were just getting behind. Yeah, no, it's um, stupid. It's like a. um... What is it? It's a uh, like a hack and slash game, two D, well, sixteen bit art style. It looks quite good. It's meant to be quite difficult as well, like a Dark Souls level of difficulty. So yeah, that will be my pick. Okay. What well, we got next? Uh, well, I'm gonna have to take the next two because the third one, unless I decide to go completely off the deep end and pick an American sport, probably gonna be my mummy mummy. Although I've expressed doubt on it during the show. Yeah. So Jundi football. eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 2020 out on PC, PS4, and Xbox September 10th. Experience unparalleled realism and authenticity in this year's definitive football game, PES 2020. What's with that eFootball pre-tag that they've put on it? I don't know. That's <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah, it caused Jameson a lot of confusion when he was putting these together. My Mummy Mummy, I'm going to throw in on this, why not? Greedfall, PC, PS4, Xbox, September 10th. It's the one Tom wished he could have picked. Engaging core role-playing experience and forge the destiny of a new world, seeping with magic, filled with riches, lost secrets, fantastic creatures, with diplomacy, deception and force, become part of a living, evolving world, influence its course, shape your story. Mm. What's next, Tom? Uh, Demons are crazy out on PC. Hell's first election is upon us. Do you have what it takes to become the next Satan? Claim... Climb the throne in this epic MOBA extravaganza no, I'd with say blood and guts. That you'd claim the throne. Oh, sometimes you it's like ascend, like climb the throne. 
<laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Choose <laughs> FPS, hack and slash, third person shooter, or MMO style demons and reign in hell. I can't talk, Tom, because I can't say dodgy copy of Battle for Endor. At least not when the script's in front of me. I did it there. Battle Endor. Battle, battle, battle door. Battle door. Buy one here, uh, as always. Uh, I'll take the RTS because I'm the RTS, big RTS fan <laughs> of the show. Every time we get... Tom claims he is and every time a new one comes out, he won't do the readout. So I'm all behind this. I'll crank up the green screen, pour some cold water into the cooling vents of the 486 PC and I'm going to download Men of War Assault Squad 2. Hyphen, Cold War, out on the PC, September 12th. The legendary Men of War RTS series has reached the Cold War era. Take command of US or Soviet soldiers controlling vast armies with military decisions down to you. Claim victory in dynamic single player and co-op campaigns or challenge fellow strategists in online multiplayer. Uh, Next up we've got The Sinking City on Switch. This also looked quite good. September 12th. The Sinking City is an adventure and investigation game set in an open world inspired by the universe of H.P. Lovecraft, the master of horror. The half-submerged city of Oakmount is gripped by supernatural forces. You're a private investigator and you have to uncover the truth truth of what has possessed the city and the minds of its inhabitants. An impressive atmosphere and story inspired by the universe of H.P. Lovecraft, um, a vast open world that can be explored on foot, by boat and in a diving suit. High replay value thanks to an open investigation system. Must be exactly like Astral Chain. Of course. (laughs) Each case will be solved in a number of ways with different possible endings depending on your actions. An arsenal of weapons from the 1920s which uh, to take on the nightmarish creatures. Manage your mental health to untangle the truth behind the madness. Sounds really cool, Tom. I think it's out on PC already. It's it's been out on um, a few things. It, It looks really good. It reviewed like average, but Sometimes they're the ones what they can you, be hidden what, gems. What, what, what in your mind is the dreaded average number? Six, seven. That's average to you. Mm. I think five is verging on like bad, no matter what they say. Like people are like, oh, well, five is technically half of ten, so that's average. It's not. Not when you look at the quality of what they're giving fives to. Okay. Uh, Borderlands 3. You know, anyone who listened to the show with any sense might think we'd pick this out and make a big do of it, but no. I never really tried it. Borderlands 3. you with us? Yes. Need a shot of adrenaline or...? No. Okay, because we're nearly there. I know we get a little bit tired and Blanky comes up and <laughs> thumb goes in and all that, but, you know, we're nearly there, mate. You knuckle down. Uh, Borderlands 3. Return... Oh, better tell you the format that it's on and the date that it's coming out. PC, PS4 and Xbox won't be appearing on the Switch unless it's a top-down shooter version. September 13th, return once more to the over-the-top world of Borderlands in this long-awaited sequel to the acclaimed FPS series. At the hard edge of the galaxy lies a group of planets ruthlessly explored, exploited by militarised corporations, brimming with loot and violence. This is your home, the Borderlands. Now a crazed cult, known as the Children of the Vault, has emerged and is spreading like an interstellar plague. Only you have the allies and arsenal to take them down. Play as one of four all-new, deeply customised vault hunters, the ultimate treasure-seeking badasses of the Borderlands. Customise your vault hunter with tons of personalisation options. Use their distinct skill trees 
to tailor abilities to your preferred style. We're, now, we've played the original Borderlands. I don't remember playing it. Add it to the list. Uh, Damon X Machina. Borderlands 3, hype for that? You can nope. get it or not? Nope. I was no. thinking about it. I don't know if it's... I guess it's a full price release, is it? Yeah. Has James got a code? You're not going to play it on your own, though, are you? It's, it's meant to be played, like, cooperatively. Do you think James has been sent a code for that? Maybe. We'll talk to him. Damon X Machina on the Switch, September 13th. Oh, um, yes. A mighty war between man and machine rages in Damon X Machina, a new action shooter packed with fast-paced combat, explosive destruction and a huge array of weaponry. Step out onto a futuristic battlefield and fight for the future of mankind on Nintendo Switch. Out September 13th. Awesome. Uh, if it had been a quite a week, Tom, I think I'd have plumped for this. Yeah. Uh, actually, do you know what? I don't there are some it, good titles. I don't this think week. it needs the second page of A4 as a readout no. for this. I think the first line will suffice. NHL 20, PS4 and Xbox, September 13th. Return to the ice with NHL 20 and explore cutting edge gameplay innovations that showcase your skills, more customization options to unlock your style, and new modes to compete with friends. Now, Tom, that is every single waypoint on the way towards going out the door. Bar one. What are you hoping to play? Uh, hoping to finish Astral Chain, um, go back to Fire Emblem Three Houses, and. Shame. 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 <laughs> Join in with me, listeners. Shame. Shame. You need the bell. Um, I haven't got. I haven't. And unfortunately, because you had that prawn volive on this morning, Lord Bonson. What about the bell taken away? His budget ran out for a bell. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, so Astral Chain, Fire Emblem, and hopefully Link's Awakening. The PS4 is collecting dust at the minute. Not much on it. New-wise, don't tell me about old games I need to play. How would I dare? If it's older than a week, you don't want to even know about no, it. No, I don't. <laughs> so weird. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. No, okay. It'll be an Overwatch's ban till Switch Overwatch, so... Try and keep to that Even point. in the show where you... Oh, now I'll tell you what, and I forgot to mention this the other week. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I played the two versus two online beat, out online alpha. Uh, the online beaters out this weekend. And it looks like a return to form. Why so, are you dragging the show and me through the coals like this? Well, I'm just letting you know what I'm going to be playing. Are you, you going to get that? I'll be getting it. <laughs> Really? Are you going to get the full price game or are you just going to have a little play with the beta? I'd like to get the full price game, but it's money is. Is this one going to rock up with a. Like a. What's the one player aspect of this game? Where's it set? Well, there's no Forgive campaign trailer yet. There's no campaign trailer and it's meant to be coming end of this month, I think. Um, so, from what I played, it feels. It's just nice to be realistic again and not just like running on walls and who, who has a gun that's like sprayed pink and checkered patterns and just no what I would say to you they've made the right changes what I would say to you COD it's probably not been that real since you were able to tread grapes in a French chateau in three <laughs> I I am interested in this new one I think I'll pick it up at some point okay. the problem is as we've found with those games in the past 
if you miss the first week or two, you go online and you get wrecked. Tom. What have you been... Oh, what know, are you hoping to play? I don't even want to say, because that would have been a really... As soon as you're wrecked, the games are wrecked, this show's wrecked, and that's all we've got time for. But I'm going to have to tell you what I'm hoping to play. Yeah. Uh, I have to confess, I'm going to have to go on the road again. Uh, so it's the one-man show, the one-man road show. So I'm probably... Antiques road show? Retro antiques road show? I'm probably class as retro. I'm yeah. not quite antique yet. The time will come. Uh, <laughs> where I'm probably going to have to play on some handheld stuff. I might get yeah. back for the weekend. What day is it today? Thursday. Wednesday, Wednesday evening. Obviously, because that's when we record the podcast. I'm hoping to spend some time at home on Friday, but I think we're away again at the weekend. We're going to go to Friends Fest. Do you know what that is? No. Is that to do with the TV show? Yes, it is. Sharp as a razor, as always, Tom. Nothing gets by How you. How can you watch that? It's a show that's not light out with a new episode this week, so it's dead to me. Uh, it was dead to me. We in the quite 90s. like the show, and they're bringing the sets on tour. Are they? Yeah, so you can sit in the in the Monica's flat. You can go round to Jerry and Chandler's and get a shot of you playing football. I just never get a lot of laughter track comedy like that. He's like, he walks through the door and it's like, ha 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 ha. You're like, oh. it's a bit like the Fonz walking through the door. Like, hey. I think how you describe your reaction to the Friends series sitcom is pretty much how I see you interacting with life. Like there's people <laughs> and you just sort of walk into a room and be like, hey Tom, and you're like, ha ha ha. <laughs> 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 oh. Very eloquently done. What am I going to play? Um, Friends the game. Surely that's a thing. It is on PS2. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's on oh. Xbox original as well. It's probably it on Wii in that case. You own that, don't you remember? You did used to have that. <laughs> no, that's the game did you did I? No, you didn't used to have that. Listen, Tom, at 1 hour 57, oh. plus oh 10 goodness. second intro and a 10 second outro, we are testing people's patience. So I will say, Adieu. I'm probably going to play Warriors on PSP. Excellent. On the Vita, which is a bizarre experience in itself. I'm probably going to have another go at Resident Evil 4 on the PlayStation 2, just to keep you happy and have another go and let listeners mm. know if I've advanced my opinion or de-advanced my opinion. And if I actually get my rape alarm again, it's the end of the show, back up. <laughs> if uh, we ever get the time to be back at the bunker properly, uh, I will play some Yakuza 2. Kwame. Excellent. Is that all we've got time for? Yes, it is. And that's all we have time for this week, listeners. As Finster Gamer will say, as always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See you, mate.